Oh, I did have something funny real quick that happened. I did have something funny. My do- I, didn't, I didn't go off the dive. So I was literally just cheering on dad from the pool watching my nine-year-old do everything. And <laughs> she's like, I want you to go off the dives. I'm like, okay. You know, I got, like I said, Josh, 30 years ago, if there was a title for a head lifeguard at the aquatic center, mm-hmm. might have been me and my sweet flowing blonde sun in blonde locks parted down the middle. You used to have blonde hair? Bro, I used sun in like it was the last product on earth. I'll show you a picture. It's hilarious. You're like, who is that dude right there? <laughs> but we had diving boards. So we would do all the things that you're not supposed to do on diving boards, right? We do gainers, we do double flips. And I was like, you know what? I was thinking for a moment. I was like, I'll show off. But then I was like, no, you'll pull something knowing your luck. So I started to just go and just do a regular dive. And right as I hit the board, I I did that first little jump. I hear the lifeguard go, no, 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 no. And I I tried to stop myself. (laughs) So you had fat guy in a rash guard try to stop himself with his arms waving, just fall, boom. Flat into the pool, man. It was hilarious. And I came up and I looked at the lifeguard. She goes, oh, I wasn't talking to you. I was like, <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks. And my daughter is just dying. She's like, you look goofy, dad. I'm like, oh, gosh. So if y'all have that video and you post it and you get rich, uh, just cut me in a little bit, right? Do you ever use sun in before? <laughs> no, I don't even really? know what that is. Oh, gosh. it's I, As I look back, it was like the worst thing ever for your hair. And I have really dark hair, so whenever I would spray the sun in, in, it would turn orange. My hair would turn like red. That's what that's what True just said. <laughs> sun in turned our hair Trump orange, not blonde. <laughs> yes, that's right. It did. <laughs> but anyway, back to the point. Back to the point. I've got a a four pack, and and again, it gets you in. And everything outside of the food is free when you get there. They've got a kiddie pool. They've got a, a different level of like kid play area where you can hang out for different ages there's a lazy river where you just literally sit and float there's two big slides there's two smaller slides there's a high dive there's a low dive there's a little obstacle course i mean we really had a blast and so i wanted to spread the word more i wanted to get it out if you want those four pack of tickets hit us up on the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line by simply texting westwood that's all i asked today it's amazing what will generate the most response? And Sun In is a hit. I would try it. I want to try it. Is it still around anywhere? I'll try it next summer. Guy says uh, it's basically putting peroxide in your hair. Let's see. Sun In. Yeah, it still exists. Lighter summer hair time. I went back to college after spending my summer in Wood River, and I thought they were going to kick me out of my fraternity. Like, what in the what is going on with you? It was bad, dude. It was bad. But it was fun. It was fun. All right. Are you ready for the top five stories of the day? I've got a few. Giddy up. I don't know if we've done well in our commitment to doing nonstop football today, but I feel like you've got a lot. So at any point, if you've listened today, there's tons of football. Uh, Please check the podcast out. You can fast forward past our tomfoolery if you would like, but you'll get tons of good stuff from Big 12 Media Days and what's going on in the sports world. Here we go. Big uh, Top five stories today. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. 
I-44, exit 107, 14 table games, happy hour, 3 to 6, Monday through Friday, newcastlecasino.com. Big story number five. Number five. You know, in years past, after the media days, we would just do, all right, our five biggest storylines. But I feel like we've hit we've hit three today, right? We've hit some big ones that stood out to us, and, and I'll get to all of y'all's on the on the text line coming up in a bit. But here, two on big story number five. Now, yesterday, big story number five was Rory McIlroy talking about he would never play for Liv. Here's the actual audio of it. Question included in this, too, about, hey, Rory, how you feel about this, buddy? How you feeling? How did you feel about them possibly making you a team captain? <laughs> I know, I know. If Liv golf was the last place to play golf on earth, I would retire. That's how I feel about it. So seriously, yeah. Well, I'd play the majors, and then, but yeah, I'd I'd be pretty comfortable. So you wouldn't retire. So then. you technically wouldn't ever play golf again. You would still play the four majors, but you're just saying you wouldn't show up. What if Liv was? I mean, anyway. So now he's definitely not. He's not taking an ownership stake in a Liv team. That's right. That's and, or if he does, boy, it's gonna look really bad. Also in big story number five, then, so we had that from yesterday to carry over. It's a story that I know isn't going to be a big-time story for a lot of you people, you people, but it's one that will affect you, I think, long-term, and that is the decision of ESPN to potentially be sold off by Disney. Bob Iger talked about this yesterday. We're bullish about sports in general as a media property. Uh, there is an inevitability, by the way, you raised it, to taking ESPN and the direct-to-consumer. Yeah. We haven't said when, but we do know that it will happen. So, in other words, it like ESPN Plus, that'll be it. Even with direct-to-consumer, I can't imagine it ever going off linear TV. I just can't. But the way he makes it sound, I mean— It's it, not profitable for them. I, I guess so. I wonder who would buy him. If you're selling off ESPN, I wonder who buys it. It's a great question. I don't know. But it, it, or, or is there a merger that you can work? Sure. It's just with all of the money that's invested by ESPN and Fox in sports entities and the success that it brings, you know, that's something that's never going to ever make any sense to me, man. I, don't, I, I will never know how it can't be the leader for Disney. I, I just I, – I don't – with all of the success that they have on – and network television, I should add, too. With the success they have, TV ratings-wise, with football games, college and pro, even sporting events, period, I will never understand how there isn't a way that these are more profitable. Maybe it is they, they embrace debate just too much. He's like, okay, enough. We get it. All right, big story. Anything you want to add to that real quick, even if it's Rory? The, yeah, debate, I mean – I think some of their talent salaries are a little little overwhelming. Lil. <laughs> They're counting on Pat McAfee to save the day. I love Pat. I listen to Pat a lot. My man moves around a lot. <laughs> so I don't necessarily know if that could be a long-term viable thing. Whenever since he started doing media, he's been his own guy, then at Barstool, then his own guy, then at XM, then his own guy, then uh, FanDuel. Than his own guy now. I mean, I don't know, man. I think they're turning ESPN radio into like Howard 100. I think it's going to be all Pat McAfee all the time. I really do. That's my belief. All right, big story number four. 
Number four. I see y'all, uh, by the way. By the way, I see y'all on the Westwood. Keep them coming. We'll draw a winner during the commercial break. Uh, Four-pack of tickets to Westwood today. Big story number four. We had a couple of NFL notes that were interesting yesterday. You know, we, we bring up ESPN going direct to consumer. Well, Roger Goodell came out yesterday and said, you know what we're going to play a role in? Streaming and expanding the streaming platforms that the NFL is available on. The NFL and its content, because of the popularity of it, I think we've had a, a vital role in creating new content platforms and new distribution platforms. You go back and you look at broadcast television, that was a great partnership for us in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Now streaming's coming along. We'll play, an, I think, a, a vital role in how that continues to evolve. For us, our philosophy is we need to reach as many fans as possible. Uh, we want the ecosystem to support that. Hmm. Pretty simple. I mean, fish where the fish are, I think, is one way to look at it, right? But also in this instance, if you, I don't know why I'm going with the fishy analogy here, and I don't fish, but if you see this massively stocked pond that not a lot of people are fishing in quite yet, then maybe it's okay to, to cast your lure there. I don't know if that made sense or not. To not be involved go. in streaming in today's day and age is, is silly. Is ridiculous. You know, we, we talk about trends with decades, right? Like the 90s, 2000s, whatever, the, defined by this or that. The yeah, 80s, like Sun In. Sun you know, In. To, right, exactly. Well, the, Braids. Two, the 2010s were defined by the rise of streaming. And so if you're not involved in streaming from a, a broadcasting standpoint, you're behind. Big story. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. One more cut here. One more cut. Aaron is very angry about Hard Knocks being forced on the Jets. One of the only things I like about Hard Knocks is the voice of God who narrates it. Live. I hope I get to meet him. But look, you know, I understand the, the appeal with us. Obviously, there's a lot of eyes on me, a lot of eyes on our team, a lot of expectations for our squad. So uh, they forced it down our throats, and we got to deal with it. Man, how disappointing. Just like those. Uh, Pat McAfee interviews that everybody's forcing down Aaron Rodgers' throat. <laughs> All right, big story number three. Number three. Oh, the Oklahoma Sooners got yesterday what so many fans needed. Josh, they got a commitment from a defensive tackle. Yes, they did. The The man, Jaden Jackson, four-star Here's what – do you have that clip, by the way? Thank you, Steel Man. Here's what he had to say about choosing Oklahoma. Going down there, taking my official visit was just – it was just crazy for me and my family. Uh, Brent Venables, I, I, I know – I don't think – I know he's going to change this program. He's, um, he's going to build it from the ground up. He's done it multiple times. And I, I have plenty of faith in him and Coach Bates just developing me, um, getting me to the league as quick as possible. Jaden, a defensive-minded head coach there, and you're headed to Norman to play some defense for the Sooners. We have a lot of Oklahoma fans watching right now. What is your message to them about the type of player that the Sooners are getting once you step on campus? Um, they're going to get a you know a humble man. You know, I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm I'm not looking to go anywhere else. Transfer portal. I'm I'm 100% with this program. You know, um, yeah. There you go. Well, I mean, when you commit, you're supposed to be. Sorry, don't, I'm not trying to dismiss it. Get out of here, old man, off my lawn. 
<laughs> when, back in my day, when you committed, you didn't have to say that's why. Back I'm in my day, when you committed and signed, you suffered through it if you didn't have good opportunities. <laughs> oh, six foot two, three hundred pound, out of Bradenton, Florida, IMG Academy. The uh, the composite has him as a four star, but I mean, you beat out you beat out some of the biggest names, Texas, Miami. And uh, highest rated. Do you want me to highest read? rated commit for Bates yeah. at Oklahoma? You you want to read real quick what? Let's see, Andrew Ivans said about him. Sure. What did Andrew say? Space eating nose. Hey now, with plenty of shed power that can clog up running lanes. Boy, that's some fancy terminology. <laughs> Run stuffer. Yeah, I, I, I fixed it for you. Blessed with big paws, and will use those heavy hands to storm his way into the backfield. Wow. That is artistic. I'm writing. telling you what, this dude just this guy just didn't write a scouting report. He wrote a he wrote an absolute poem. That's a that's a play. Jane Jackson, congratulations. Now, uh, again, if my timeline is right, we don't really know it, it didn't the question tweet something about this yesterday. Because some people thought that David Stone had leaked when his commitment date was going to be and he hasn't set one yet if i understand correctly he's pretty mysterious about where he might wind up choosing i will say this much um he might be mysterious but he sure does find a way to end up in the middle of a lot of the conversations with any defensive lineman that commits for oklahoma <laughs> yeah i mean is has everybody put the pieces together on where david stone's gonna wind up i mean man it's just it's it's wild to me uh you get a commitment from Jane Jackson, and then all of a sudden it becomes about David Stone. <laughs> well, and Nigel Smith, right, was tweeting right. yesterday. I mean, it just oh. it just looks so good right now for Oklahoma on the trail. Here's what here's what Josh tweeted. I just wanted to clarify this. I can see rumors already starting about David Stone about his July 20th message in his teammates' announcement. I uh, David Stone told McQuestion that he was just. He tells him that was just about the date of his return to IMG. So, in case you thought that there was some sort of mystery message there, there was not. So, we will wait on Zion Reagans on July 18th, five-star running back Taylor Tatum on July 21st, before three-star safety Michael Patterson-McDonald on July 31st. Big story number two. Number two. And big story number one kind of tie in here together. Number one. Number one. We're talking Big 12 Media Day as a whole and what we learned from OU's appearances yesterday. We've hit three things that really caught our eye slash ear from Big 12 Media Days. We'll fill in those blanks with some of your thoughts throughout the show. Plus, uh, got a little bit more Brent Venables here to share next on The Ref. We got a winner. We got a winner. Congratulations. A man walks down the street. He I don't says, have a name, Why am I <laughs> in the middle now? But you know who you are. You received a text from the Knippelmeyer show. And probably we need your first and last name. I, I address. Did I do right in the in the email that I sent? Boom, winner. Four tickets. You'll have a blast. All I need is name and address. Which is cool because I think they're from the 918. So I hope they realize that it's in Norman. It's not in Tulsa. Yes, that is correct. Uh, one thing we didn't mention in our top five stories of the day. Tennessee avoided a bull ban. But it was fined more than $8 million by the NCAA Committee on Infractions, announcing its punishment 
after finding more than 200 individual infractions committed by the school. Among the penalties handed down, Tennessee has been placed on five years probation, $8 million fine, among other financial penalties, and will see a total reduction of 28 scholarships. The school was credited for its self-imposed 16 scholarship reduction over the past two seasons. According to the NCAA, the $8 million fine is the equivalent to the financial impact the school would have faced if it missed the postseason during the 23 and 24 season. So there you go. Uh, it's wild because I didn't realize how far back this truly reached. I mean, we're going back a completely other coaching regime. And I, I just hate it for hype and that crew there because now you're having to pay a little bit of a scholarship penalty. But the lack of a bowl band or band is a pretty big deal too. So there you go. No, no bad news as far as a bowl band for Tennessee. All right, your choice, Josh. Kniffmeyer Chevrolet text line or the last clip I have here from Brent Venables. Let's hear from Coach. All right, so – I think it was Kirk Bowles that asked a really good question. Hey, you know, Coach Stoops, that's a guy that you can rely on in talking to what it was like to you know, have to be the head coach through the 99 to 2000 turn. I don't know if Kirk forgot that Brent was on that staff or not when he asked him, but here's what Brent said in asking about resources and people that he's talked to is you know, they continue to try to get the program back where they belong. You. <laughs> I've got I've got good revisionist uh, memory. Uh, I remember what that year was a lot, uh, what what it was uh, what it was like. But it's everything, uh, Kurt. It, it really is. Um, looking at overall efficiency, I think is probably the the biggest thing for me. Um, willing to listen. Uh, sometimes you know, again, uh, willing to listen to your players. Uh, certainly listen to your staff. Take it all in. Ultimately, you have to make decisions on all of it. But uh, you know, being a better uh, listener. Uh, looking at the efficiency, you know, how you do what you do, and then what you do. And then those critical situations, how you can improve schemes, coaching, all of that. But um, managing it all, I've got a wonderful staff. Uh, you know, I've put your heart into, into all of it. And uh, if we're successful, it's because of all of us, you know, as a staff and certainly as, as, a, as a program, our players. Um, when you're not successful, it all, all the, you know, rests right at your, your, your seat. So heavy is the crown. But I embrace that. You know, I've always put a lot on myself. So um, a lot of, a lot of um, uh, learning and growing and, and uh, reflecting. And, and uh, again, really expect, uh, again, come back this year and, and learn from those mistakes. You learn a lot through failure, as we, we all talk about a lot in dealing with sports. And it teaches you a lot. And, uh, but if you're made of the right stuff, you know, winners respond. Winners come back a better version of themselves. Winners go right back at it. And, uh, and that's, you know, what, exactly what we're going to do. Good stuff. Love it. I think that there is – there's a lot you learn from year one of doing something to year two in anything in life, even if you've been around it your whole life. I've – think it would probably be fair for anyone in any industry to have that take. And I'm pretty sure, you know, Brent, Coach said, 
a lot last year, some of the difficult conversations that had to be had whenever you're going into a place like Oklahoma that has won you know, national championships, has won consecutive conference championships and consecutive you know, Heisman Trophy winners and all, this, all these accolades, and you're having hard conversations because you're telling some people, hey, I want this done differently or this has to be done differently, right? Some, it's not good enough. Some think that's where some of the schism might have started with some of the different personalities, right? But in that same vein, you also have to look at yourself and say, okay, this is how I view it. This is what I see through my experience and knowing what needs to happen. But are there also ways that I can do things differently and I can handle things? And I feel like Brent Venables is one of those guys that's like an ABL guy. So I'll always be learning. Always be learning on anything that's out there. So I – I. Listen, this is that time in the sports world, let's just call it like it is, Josh, where we overanalyze everything, every little thing that's said. And throughout this show today, we've given you every answer that Brent Venables had, every question in his press conference outside of two. I don't care what he thinks about BYU, and I don't think Coach V has had an opportunity to really dive into him, nor do we really care right now how he feels about TCU. Yeah. But outside what do you that, think about the end of the season, Coach? Well, let's see how the first see, 11 got games go. a long go. way to go to get there. But I say that in basically laying out, I could not be more impressed with how talking season went for OU. He talked about that not being here anymore. I loved what he said about that. I don't think he said that up at the day. I think that was at a, at a side thing. But, hey, listen, bittersweet. You have a guy that's got his fingerprints all over this program, but you know he'll be a mate whenever we win titles. That'll be a guy that you know, hey, thanks to that. Well, and mentioned some of the things that he he did get accomplished. Sure. I just thought it was for Sooner fans a nice. All right. Okay. Good. You know something maybe because we haven't heard from Coach Venables in a while, right? It's been a minute since we've months. heard from him. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, trample on you. No, trample away. Uh, it's a Friday, so why not? I'm sorry. BYU and TCU, even in getting asked about each of those two teams, which, yeah, I would have liked to have heard a different question probably, but what what did Coach say in responding to both of those? And Okay, come again. BYU-TCU. Just... He was asked about each of them, and what did he say hear. about both? I, you want to hear it real quick? No, 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 no you don't have to. I'll, I'll cliff notes it for you. He said, I hope we're playing our best football at the end of the season. <laughs> And that kind of gets back, again, to that big overarching theme from Brent Venables, which right. was didn't close games very well and, you know, got off to a fast start but didn't close the season well last yes, year. Right. So right. it's interesting that he was asked about those two teams because it sort of fit into the thematic nature of yesterday. Yeah, it absolutely did. Absolutely did. All right, let's hit the text line. 405-651-3439 when we get back. Throughout the day, we've asked a question. Biggest takeaways that you had from Big 12 Media Days, more specifically from Oklahoma yesterday, and maybe even you've taken the show in for two and a half hours and what you've heard throughout the show. We had a couple of them. Josh brought up depth. Um, again, I can't read my own handwriting. Poor impressing, understanding? Better understanding, I think. <laughs> depth and a better understanding. Uh, my big one is I, I thought just he seemed – Comfortable. Seemed very presidential, right, in everything that he did. It, 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 part of it was because he didn't say 
like it's drinking from a fire hose correctly, and everyone just had to clown on that last year for some reason. But I thought he seemed very controlled. And then third, big takeaway for us, that endorsement of Danny Stutzman, Josh, that was, to me, a really, really big deal. Hey, Danny's doing all the right things. So those were three takeaways for us. What say you? We'll hit it next right here on the Home Sooner Fans. And wouldn't it be nice to live together in the kind of world where we be All right, blank show, heading down the home stretch on a Friday. Steel Man is out at Riverwind. So he's the constant. We get a chance to fit in whenever Justin and the crew out there needs us. I love going out there on Fridays, man. I do. It's it's, it's cool. a blast. And crew's great. Great people. Oh, you'll be out there next Friday. That's right. Because you know I'm going home. I'm going back to Wood River. Can you spill the beans on sure. much of this? I am officiating a wedding. How about that? Who is it for? My niece. That's cool. They asked two other people, and they said they didn't think they could get through it. And I was like. <laughs> I mean, I'll be able to get through it. I don't care. You, you're the morons that are getting married. <laughs> so, did you have to do anything to? Yes, it was get a, ordained. Is that what it is? It was a very extensive process. Are you ready? You took an online survey. No, and now you're done. No, no, no. I went and I clicked a link and I was ordained. Now, some might say there's more to it, and I kind of was a little bit concerned that that's all there is to it. But I Boy, literally that is, that is so, a little po- apologies if my man Pastor Adam is listening today. Obviously, there's much more thorough work that needs to be done on the you know actual uh, religious side of it. But as far as just being ordained, Josh, I literally clicked a link and so, it said, "Congratulations, you're ordained." So, are you trying to tell me that I could officiate someone's wedding by 1 p.m. this afternoon, if yeah, need be? I, I believe so. Yeah, I don't think that there is really too much to it. How about how about noon? Could I get it done and could I turn it around that quick? I'm here to tell you right now. If you if you Googled what I Googled and logged on to what I logged on to, you could have it done by the end of this take. <laughs> wow, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I know, right? So I've I'm not gonna I've got my I'm gonna be cool, don't worry. This is the first, Josh, of two trips back to the hometown in the span of thirty days. Wow. Um, that's the most you've been back in a bunched up time frame in years uh, probably 30 years i'm not even kidding so oh no no that's right that's right thankfully you know the guy's just gonna sound terrible but for everyone that's passed in my life it's been a little bit spread out kendall writes i hope you take this serious ordination is a high calling i logged on to a website and clicked a link I don't necessarily know how high of a calling that truly is, Kendall. Yeah. But I understand where he you're coming from. He logged on to plankisstakingthisserious.com, <laughs> and now he's ordained. I, I don't know how else to put it. I don't know if there has been anything easier. In fact, I literally called people. I'm like, is that it? The only person – I mean, Drake's done a lot of weddings. I don't he know has? He, yeah, he's done a couple. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, Drake's ordained. He's done weddings. Drake, you're ordained? Yeah. Okay. Was it as easy wow. as classroom if it was easy as clicking did, on a did link? Did you just click on a link and <laughs> I think it the process Maybe. may have changed. Maybe. Mine was literally clicking on a link. Uh, and by the way, by the way, I will say, then I looked up like what you need to do in Illinois. Like what all kind of and Illinois the Illinois the Nah, they committed to each other state. That's what I kinda saw. <laughs> well, that's cool though. I mean that's that's neat that uh, that you got asked to do that. Um, 
<laughs> how many ref fans are ready for Plank to officiate their wedding. Well, let's see how it goes. Let's go. You're married. Let's go. You may kiss the bride. Let's go. Are you out of here yet? Let's go. Um, hold on. Hold Have on. we started the reception oh, yeah. yet? See, here's Let's the thing. Go. Here's the thing. Look from the 918. You need to file your ordination paper with the county for uh, for free to be legal in Oklahoma. True. You don't have to do any of that in, in, in Illinois. Like, in other words, in Illinois, it's just like, ah, you're good. Will you mix in the signature phrase in any capacity? I think I will. I think I will. You kind of have to, right? You have to at some point. Um, during the... During the wedding ceremony, will you throw in a touch them all or, oh, baby, what a shot? How Camo about this? Singer. Like, right as they're leaning in for the first kiss, will you get a boomer? Yeah. As they boomer. <laughs> false start. False start, everyone. Sooner Gunny. Some love the Drake. Some hate the Drake. And then one more quick one before we get into your text on what really matters here. Uh, Brian with a Y in Tulsa goes, hope you all don't get mad at me, but – have we discussed the Go Boomer tweet yesterday, and do we know who it is for? Well, I would assume it's – I guess we'll add the, the Liberty picture, right, that a lot of people are talking about. Carly has traveled. Keeney. So I said him, listen, there's four names that have been constantly talked about. Uh, Kern from Indiana, Maxwell from Oklahoma State, Vauder from Stanford, and now what's the girl's name from Liberty again? Carly Keeney. Carly Keeney. Who I know pitched that, really well against OU. Yeah, and, and Keeney visited here since she put her name in the portal. I just, for me personally, I don't know. I don't know for Maxwell and Vauder if they're going to do anything while they're out of the country. Jocelyn Erickson did commit yesterday to Florida, which surprised me a little bit. I think that surprised a few people. But why did it surprise you? I think a lot of people thought she was going to stay closer to home, and now she goes even further from home. <laughs> so we'll see. But hey, maybe that was what it was all about, and he did that larger buffer zone. Yeah, exactly. All right, to the. <laughs> Jesse writes, so by power vested in me is just the power of a keystroke? Pretty much. That's what I've learned. Listen, I, I mean, we can nerd out on this if you want, but read about what you need to be. My niece getting married in Illinois, the process of certification in Illinois, orientation, or what's it, ordination in Illinois. Eh, some like to drink, some, you know, I mean, literally, it's that easy. Uh, you, you played chicken dance at the reception block. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, to the text line, 405-65. In depth. In, in depth, Josh. Brazilian Sooner writes, you talked a little about turnover rate, individual personnel turnover rate. Texas had over 40 Leaf Stark's first year of transition. BV is getting his guys – in along with the guys here that fit him. To me, this is a good thing. I say this a lot. Part of the problem is some of those places that had significant turnover had success right out of the gate. TCU, USC, right? And when that happens and you're struggling, it becomes immediately, well, they're doing it. What the heck's going on here? Why aren't we doing it as well, too? Uh, here's another one. The other side. Efficiency. How about more efficiency at being disgusted by the worst season since the disastrous 90s and of this century? Are they ticked off enough? Last year was a three-alarm train wreck. <laughs> three-alarm I heard of a three-alarm fire. I don't know, bro, if I've heard around a 
three-alarm train wreck, but I'm here for it. That sounds angry. Let's amp up the urgency here. Amen. I think Brent Venable seemed pretty urgent. I don't think there was any, ah, y'all chill. From the 580, that's Weatherford. Weatherford. My number one takeaway from me was that Coach V kept reiterating they had more competitive depth. You heard efficiency, um, competitive depth, competitive stamina. And what was the one that you mentioned uh, that goes along with efficiency? Structure. Sustainability. Sustainability. Sustainability, Sustainability, which, again, is you know kind of all of those things. And back to the texter. He also gave specific examples and named names in some instances. Also revealed some of the deficiencies that were in the program a year ago and that a lot of that was cleaned up with roster turnover. He named names. Well, I think... It's another Seinfeld reference for you. Name names. I think if I sat here and I just told you, show's going to be better next week and you just got to take me at my word... You might say, what if I said, hey, the show's going to be better next week. We're going to get Patty Gasso on. Ren Venables is going to join us. I'm going to have Andy Staples on to talk some stuff. Uh, and Cole Kublik. Just We got all kinds of stuff from SEC Media Days, too. Well, there is, all right, that's something I can look forward to to make the concrete. show better. There's something concrete. And then when none of them return my call, you're like, where the hell did that go? But we're talking about football here. When you're able to lay out this is, hey, this is what I need. This is what I should do. This is uh, Johnny Peppercorn that's out at corner or has been replaced at corner now by, you know, a guy that we got out of the portal that we think is going to play a lot. Uh, <laughs> sooner finish in Raleigh rights. So have we addressed the elephant in the room? Who is the odd man out? Coach only acknowledged that three of the players were outstanding. Well, they only took three players, right? No, they took four. They took four. Mm, that's right. They did take four, didn't they? Jonah, Jonah Laulu. Yeah, Danny Stutzman, Drake Stoops, and Dylan Gabriel. There you go. It's a good question. I'll have to dive back into it. Uh, for the 405, I have a Venables drinking game. Take a shot every time you hear the coach say competitive stamina from Big 12 Media Days. Hey, competitive depth, competitive stamina. I think I said competitive effort, but you're right. That was used quite a bit. 580, Nate, please don't let competitive depth become the new we were close. Don't, don't you put that evil don't, don't you put on that me, evil Ricky honest. Bobby. Chuck, BV thinks they're better, and he's not known for blowing smoke. And then, it's finally, I want, to, I want you to ponder this one during the break. I see all your smart aleck texts, too. Um, Josh Plank, what are your realistic expectations for OU this fall? Big 12 champs, college football appearance. What do you expect? Well, I, it's a great way to end the show. That is a great way to end the show. We'll dive into it next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. To, uh, there is um, – well, y'all are mad at Dusty. A lot of people are going to be picking Texas to win the league this year. Happens. A lot of people are. I am not one of them, but a lot of people are. So, lay off. Lay off, Brittany. Leave Dusty alone on ESPN. Uh, And then there is a texter that said there was another 
personality that struggles at text at tweeting my mandino that it said he felt texas was in a better place going into the sec than oklahoma i would have to say show your work you know okay how why where i mean if you're just going to say they've got more money it's like well, okay, that's always been the case. but We really can't answer that question. No, I, don't, I don't know. They're not going into the SEC yet. There's so, one season to play. So we've had a day of a lot of football, right? We've had a lot, a lot of a lot of non, non-BS talk with football. One quick little segment on the Bedlam bite. But to the final text of the show, and we gave something away on this show. I think it was, what, Kim and Bixby that won the four tickets – to the uh, Westwood Aquatic Center. You'll love it, Kim. You'll love it. But Josh, six hours worth of show, you know, but probably combined 48 hours worth of content from the good people at Big 12 Media Days. Mm-hmm. Has anything changed as far as your expectations or things you're looking at whenever we get back for – uh, OU Media Day, what, that second week of August, whenever they're going to do it? No, no, I don't think anything anything has changed. I mean, expectation has been this is going to be a much, much improved football team mm-hmm. from a season ago in the way that the coaches coach to the way that they game plan to the way that they in-game manage to the way that the defense attacks the football in the run game, on and on and on. Every piece of this football team should be better, and I expect them to go to win the Big 12 championship. Agreed. That's what my expectation looks like. I don't go into any season outside of my Madden seasons that I play expecting my team to go undefeated. It's virtually impossible, right? It's one, it just doesn't happen very often. It doesn't. But I'll tell you as much I do go in expecting to win your conference title. And to play for a national championship. And even after last year, you know, my expectation hasn't changed. And even if there's less than 10 wins this year, when they go into the SEC, my expectations won't change. Sometimes, <laughs> I watch way too many Instagram reels the last 48 hours. Sometimes good, sometimes messy. But sometimes, you know, it, it's based in... What I feel like is good fact and foundation. Sometimes it might be based in just flat out pure homerism. And oh yeah, they're going to be good. I feel like with what is being said and players that are being talked about, I feel like this is based in some reality. We forget. I forget about Sean McCullough all the time, all the time. And they were talking about it on ESPN. You, I was like, damn, that's right, man. McCullough's part of this mix now. And he looked great in the spring game. Great. He did. He did. So, there you go on a football Friday, which now will lead into a Saturday with no football. (laughs) Do you know what I've started doing on YouTube? Great college football finishes. Google it up. It's about two and a half hours long. You'll sit there tearing up. I remember that. I remember that. Some of them, you're like, that's not a great finish, but it'll fill the football void for you. As will listening to Mike Steely and Parker Thune, who are coming up next right here on The Wrap. See you Monday.